Before the Ranger Creed is recited by a formation of Rangers at a ceremony, you will always hear the narrator say, Will all Rangers, past and present, please join as we recite the Ranger Creed? Every Ranger will stand, and as they say those six stanzas, they are transformed back to a time when they had the pleasure and the burden of this brotherhood. That feeling is hard to describe. However, it's one that never leaves you. It's a connection that spans the globe and can be reignited when you hear the phrase, Hey Ranger, what battalion were you from? Amongst this formation, there are Rangers that stand out. They are legends of this elite organization, and when their names are spoken, people instantly have a story and for a moment, relive it. Legends of the 75th Podcast wants to capture that feeling and those stories. We want to ensure that these legends, triumphs, and sacrifices never fade away. So sit back with your favorite adult beverage and listen to the stories from the Legends of the 75th. All right. Hey, welcome, everybody. Excited as hell to sit down with the man, the myth, the legend, the former Seaco first art of 275. Command Sergeant Major retired, Jesse Navarro. So Jesse served in the 75th uh, RSTB, 2nd Battalion, 3rd Battalion. He spent over 20 years in the Ranger Regiment, had a Bronze Star with V, and had a total of 15 deployments. And then this is probably the most important statistic we'll cover. He is also in the Distinguished Member of the 75th Ranger Regiment and also the second best Charlie Company first sergeant of 275. I won't say who the first is. He's on the podcast also, but you know, I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> it's always it's, good to be runner up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're not first, you're last. And no, I'm just kidding. Hey, uh, yeah. So, you know, he was uh he was the first sergeant of Charlie Company before uh Jesse Endell. So and now I took over for Jesse. But uh anyway, I uh, just thought I'd throw that in there, little little jab to get the podcast going. So, Clay, let's get started, brother. All right. Thanks, Mike, for that uh, introduction for uh, Command Sergeant Major Retired Jesse Navarro, a very dear friend and Ranger buddy to me. Jesse, it's good to have you on the podcast today. And uh, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to you being able to share your story, uh, you know, with uh, friends and colleagues of the past, uh, those young Rangers that are going to be listening to this podcast, uh, looking for the history and stories. And I, I couldn't think of a better Ranger to have one here uh, to share your uh, your pilgrimage uh, through the ranks and uh, through our Army. Um, you know, with that being said, you know, I'd like for you to tell us just a little bit about uh, yourself. And then uh, why did what what uh, what intrigued you to become an Army Ranger? Sure. Thanks, Mike. Clay. Uh... I think, uh, honestly, I, I was always uh, more of a doer than, a, uh, I, I guess, an um, academia-type person. My sister was the opposite. She was a valedictorian of our school, pretty, pretty large school as well. I got good grades only because I was afraid of my dad. But um, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, I played you know football, baseball, wrestling, ran track, and uh, I liked the team sport kind of stuff, so – Obviously, you know, from, from prior military members on both sides of the family, I, I always had that in mind, or at least as an option. Um, I, I was a pretty good wrestler uh, living in Illinois, and uh, I had a couple opportunities for wrestling, but um, so I was kind of torn. Uh, inside of me, I knew I, I wasn't probably mature enough yet to go to college and, and not 
either mess up a scholarship or waste my parents' money or both. So um, I, I made a decision. And honestly, I, my dad was a, a diver, um, uh, underwater welder for a while. So between having an old Navy SEAL that worked for him and um, or with him and then, um, you know, family, mostly the Marine Corps, um, I uh, was leaning towards part of the Navy. Uh, but but honestly, I had a, a what I consider a family member, but really a, a close family friends. Um, their son named Eric was a was was an NCO in Second Ranger Battalion that made R D selection and spent a little bit of time between the two organizations before he got out. So uh, and the funny thing was a guy that used to walk him to school was a guy named Joe Meglin, who uh, Joe was a one seven five guy, uh, yeah. you know, not a legend there. Uh, I think was a. Uh, um, old RSM uh, Albertson's squad leader. Um, but so it's kind of funny how those influences all, you know, small town in Illinois, you know, all take, you know, take grasp. But uh, Eric came back, showed me some Ranger videos, some folks, Hilo casting and stuff like that. It was some pretty corny uh, music being in the background and uh, <laughs> kind of hooked me. So I, I changed my mind. And plus uh, the Marine recruiter, um, or I'm sorry, the Navy recruiter, when I've looked into the seals was uh uh, I asked him, I said, what's the, I said, I'm really considering the the Marines right now. And he said, well, the only good Marines, a submarine. I said, well, you're out and uh, never look back to the Navy, but uh, <laughs> simple as that. I went to MEPS and um, you know, he told me what to say and what to ask for. So he said, you want an airborne Ranger option 40 contract? I meant, might as well have been in a different language to me, but I sat down with the, the, the MEPS recruiter in Chicago and told him that and he convinced, you know, over and over said they didn't have any told me I need to be an airborne medic or something else, you know, called my cousin from a pay phone and uh, basically was like, you don't want to do that. Like you're going to sit there and watch jumps and support this and nothing against medics, but that was his lens as a infantry guy. And I didn't know any better. So I said, uh, all right. And you know, he said, honestly, man, if they, they're not going to do it, then I would just join the Marines. I wouldn't go in the big army as an infantry guy. So I, I got up to shake this master Sergeant Chapman's hand, uh, which I was calling sir. And, uh, and I said, thanks for your time. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to walk across the hall and join the Marine Corps. And uh, he said, well, hang on, let me make one more phone call, of course. And uh, that phone call got it done. But uh, I was fortunate to get an opportunity to go through it. You know, I, I, I believe the saying that it's harder to stay than it is to get there. So I was, I at least ran faster than some from the cops and all that. But uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great time. It's funny how many people, you know, have similar stories about, you know, going to the recruiter and, you know, getting denied. But, uh, you know, I think I think what it is is just the sheer force of will of people that make up our formation, you know, that they just they're not going to take no for an answer. Like they're going to figure it out, you know, um, shit. I don't remember who it was. Was it Stephen Dellinger? Uh, maybe it was Stephen Dellinger. I can't remember who it was, but they literally went AWOL. They just got on the bus at Airborne School to to go down to RAS, you know, because at the time, wherever it was, like you didn't run like most of us fucking did. You got on the bus and went and did that. And and then like the 82nd was like calling, looking for him and shit. <laughs> like he wasn't there, you know, and he was there like, oh, yeah, hey, we got him. You know, oh, yeah, hey, he's coming to Ranger Regiment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you'll find into the unit and they own you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So sure. can't, I think it was, I think it was Dellinger. I can't remember though. But Check yeah. it out. Now, that's a, that's a great, uh, 
great interlude in the, the conversation we're going to have today, Jesse, but I, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit because, you know, we're great Ranger buddies and we, we drank a little brown water and beer and PT together and all this other stuff. And, you know, I know you were a great high school athlete uh, just from hearing some of the stories and stuff. So just, Mike, I want to share a little fun fact. So I'm going to, right. I'm going to let Jesse tell you who he faced in the high school state championship and got the tackle more than once. Uh, oh, there. Yeah. Awesome. What position did you play, Jesse? I, I, I didn't know this. Um, I was, I came in as a, as a fullback, but when they, they in, in my school, there was a lot of surrounding towns that played at my school. So um, it wasn't so much that our town was so huge. It was just that we were a high school for many towns. So we were six, yeah, a school and uh, my, my junior year, um, we had a guy hurt. So I came in to, to um, really step up from a JV to a varsity position. Um, and uh, yeah, so I guess in my sophomore years, that's, that's right. And um, we were, um, we had a few guys that end up doing really well and going to the NFL. And so, you know, of course the, the first initiation was, Hey, we're going to throw a, you know, which is a 121 waggle, which is a seven yard short banana pass right in the middle. Of course I couldn't drop it or let it get intercepted in my first, you know, varsity scrimmage practice. And, and so I got set up by the quarterback. I got carried off the field when one of the guys that hit me, they ended up going to the Cleveland Browns, um, put his face mask on my back, but, um, <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, um, so we played for the, the semifinals. We played a school called uh, East St. Louis, which is in Illinois, but on the, you know, on the border. And then for the state championship, we played a school named Mount Carmel and, uh, they are a Catholic school in Chicago that uh, recruits because they're a Catholic school. So they kind of get away with that. So they have a pretty good track record of folks going to the league. And um, the year we played the championship, uh, their quarterback was Donovan McNabb. Um, oh, no kidding. I actually, you know what? I did. I did remember this actually. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and honestly, we had some, some huge players and frankly, I'm pretty sure quite a few people juicing, but my, my coach would make jokes, you know, He'd open up the Powerade machines after double practice and say, "Go in there and cool those steroids, pump into your veins." Ha <laughs> ha! And I'm like, "Man, this is so wrong." But uh, uh, <laughs> we had uh, uh, I, I, I was I was mediocre compared to those guys. But uh, uh, when we went out on that field, you know, it looked like some high school kids playing some you know NFL players. Every one of them had beards. Every one of them had leg hair. You know. <laughs> 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 But so we lost that game. We we uh, we took the uh, second place in the state championship there, and then uh, the, the schools continued to to do pretty well across Illinois, though um, continuously. But um, but yeah, I was I was a better wrestler than a football player. I, I love football a lot more. I was like Rudy, you know, not near as small and hopefully worthless, but I had the same heart. So when I, when I got stuck. That's on so a, rude. Rudy was a hero. <laughs> I got stuck on a, you know, the, the, the scrum offense, but I would constantly perform. And, you know, a lot of the players are like, ah, it's political, you know, cause it's who your dad is and, you know, or his, his not. And, and, uh, and so we finally had a fullback, um, uh, uh, get hurt in the game. So I went in and I was a leading rusher only playing the second half 212 yards and 10 carries. And, uh, and so after that, I started to get play time, you know, so I loved it. You know, if, if I could, do nothing else. It would have been that. It just, you know, when I kept, I dislocated my shoulder in a freestyle tournament wrestling and my wrestling coach uh, was telling me during football season, I kept dislocating it. And he's like, Hey, I don't want to break your heart, but you're a better wrestler than you are a football player. So you got to make a choice, man. 
uh, one or the other. And, and, and I'm strongly advising it's, it's the other. And uh, so I said, all right. So I, my senior year, I had to step out of football and they had a good year, but uh, I had to prepare for wrestling season. This was an excerpt of the Legends of the 75th podcast. If you want to listen to the entire episode, go to the show notes and sign up for exclusive membership. Why are we charging? Some of the guests want to know that their stories have a level of protection and can share freely without it being available to the general public. To produce a professional product, it costs money. Your subscription helps us ensure we keep it to the level of what's expected from this elite organization. The podcast is the first phase. We plan to add videos, apparel, Ranger history blog, and more episodes each month. So as Legends grows, you will get more bang for your buck. We don't want to interrupt or muddle episodes with sponsorship clips or ads. Your support is much appreciated. We look forward to building this exclusive group with your support. Rangers lead the way.